welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Account Management. It's a wonderful podcast about account management. You got Fred Fuller here. On the other side of the table, we have Mr. John Brown. John, how are you? I'm fine, Fred. Full of energy, I can tell. <laughs> I, well, I am parsimonious with my words, but I am full of energy for account management. That's, Why do- that's how I'm feeling today parsimonious i i apologize for using a big word for for the rest of this podcast i will issue obfuscation we need to uh i'm gonna hire a producer just to fact check the crap that you make up in this podcast no none of that's made up those are all real words i don't believe you for a second okay well uh well what if i talk about account management will you believe me well let's get focused let's go back to account management what are we going to talk about today john (laughs) Well, Fred, today we're going to talk about job number one of account management, which is building relationships. And we do that by building trust. Overall, throughout the course of this podcast, we're going to frame it up and talk about three different really important jobs of the account manager. Job number one is building relationships, like I just mentioned. Job number two is growing the client. And then job number three that we're going to talk about as well is everything else. (laughs) It sounds like a really big topic. (laughs) Everything else, like everything, everything, but everything else. But what we mean by that is that is the, uh, that is the catch all for all the things that actually feel like they're the most important things to an account manager. So creating reports for clients, following up on emails, doing all those things that are the day to day of client management but we're purposefully framing it this way to say there's two jobs that are much more important and where it should be your first focus. And those two jobs are building trust and then growing the client. And those need to be your number one and number two and everything else will be the sand that fills in around those two big rocks. Yeah, Job so- number three is, is, is still important. Like there, we're gonna, there's a lot of material that we're gonna cover there as well, but um, job number one and number two take precedence. So you're building, so job number one and number two, build the foundation, right? So number one is you have to build, you build the relationship and you do that through trust. And if you don't have that right, you can't even think about doing the other stuff that we're going to talk about. That's right. It's, it's, um, you know, what I found, I think what you found is that when it comes to account management, if you're scratching your head about why you can't advance forward with your client and whatever it is that you're trying to do, whether it's a project that you want to do with them or growing the business or uh, something that you need the client to do or something that needs to get done, a lot of times the answer traces all the way back to, do you have trust with that client? And it's, so that's why it's number one and, not, and everything else follows that. And if you don't have that, nothing else will follow. Building trust. That's an interesting way to frame it. When you talk about building relationships and building trust, when I hear those words, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. But I don't think a lot of people think about it in that context. Like, how do you build a relationship with somebody? I mean, we don't ask that question very often because I think so often the way we build relationships in our in our in our social life is very organic right? Like it just, it happens because you know, this person who knows that person, you kind of flow through it, but this is a little bit different. And it, and that element of trust, it becomes front and center, right? Right. Humans uh, naturally build trust with their social contacts through, through various means. Oftentimes when we work in a business contact though, in a B2B context in particular with other business people, 
we don't spend enough time focusing on this because we have so much that we have to, and I'm using air quotes here, get done with our clients. And so if we don't reframe that as job number one, the foundation, if you will, for everything that we're going to do, you know, get done with the client, um, without that there, that, that house will fall over. And so we need to make it a business activity, just like you would any other business activity, like a project management checklist or uh, writing a contract or anything else that is um, something that is a normal business activity for an account manager, having activities around building trust is needs to be their, their number one. We're going to talk about what some of those are. And, and that is a great, that's a great way to set that up because when you talk about business activities, we it's easy to get into sort of a check the box mode, right? When I wake up in the morning or, or on Sunday night as I prepare for my week, I put together a list of things that I need to accomplish. And those things are, you know, send an email to Joe. It is create the report that needs to go to whatever, right? It's filling out the report. It's doing that stuff and it's checking those boxes. But there's no way that you build relationships by checking a box, right? This trust thing is not like, oh, well, I told him that I remember his kids' names, therefore I have trust. Like that doesn't do it. That alone no. doesn't do it, right? That's right. That's right. And and let's talk about what we mean by like the, the sort of physical act of how you go about building trust. And we'll, we'll get to get to that in a second. But that is, that's the core of kind of, what we want to talk about today. We're going to spread it out over two podcasts because uh, there's quite a bit to this topic and uh, and we'll hit kind of the first part of it today. So the, the main thing that we wanted to cover today is the fact that um, the reason why this is so important and, and why it gets, I think, talked about so little in a business context is, you know, if you go to um, a fancy business school or, um, you know, go into any kind of business education program, people tend to think of customers in the aggregate, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of times, for example, the question will get asked, well, how does the client feel about this? And so the client is an aggregation of the, you know, five or six people that work at that other company that is your, your client that really matter and make the decision about whether or not to purchase your product or service. Where, where it really comes in is um, in consumer-facing industries, right? So let's say I'm a giant mega corporation and I have, you know, hundreds of, of thousands of customers. Maybe I'm a giant telecom company or even, you know, hundreds of millions of customers in that case, right? In, in those kinds of industries, you really have to... Um, you do have to treat customers in the aggregate on some level. Otherwise it becomes unmanageable. You can't have a hundred million customers and treat every single one um, as an individual. And so those kinds of thought processes trickle their way down to the uh, account manager who's working with another business that is tending to deal with people one-on-one. -on -one. And so what they wind up doing is, uh, talking about their clients as though they have relationships with entities, not people. Right. So how do you remedy that? I mean, I, I hear what you're, one of the things you're saying is you need to uh, think about the vernacular that you use, right? So referring to a client as an entity versus, hey, I just, call, I just spoke with John Brown today and we talked about how we're going to move this product forward and what we're doing about X and that kind of thing, right? Not, I talked with big company A today. Right? Yeah, 
Exactly yeah. right. You know, so, um, you know, it's kind of like, I think the analogy is uh, like when we listen to the news, um, a lot of times the relationships elements within the news get aggr- get aggregated. So for example, the United States relationship with Canada, right? That's how it's discussed. The relationship is with Canada is great, or maybe the relationship is going the wrong way or, you know, some sort of uh, geopolitical context, the relationship is discussed in terms of aggregate level. Well, there's actually no such thing as relationships between aggregates, right? The, uh, the United States is a political idea. Canada is a political idea of a whole collection of people. So there is no set. What I am proposing here is that there is no such thing in the account management world as an aggregate level relationship. There's only a relationship that you Mr. or Mrs. account manager have with your individual client across the table, whoever that might be, that's a relationship. So that's what we want to talk about today. And so all the advice that we have is centered around that idea. You can only have relationships with individuals. Collections of individuals do not have relationships with other collections of individuals, at least in the account management context that we're talking about today. So regardless of what headline you read, the United States is never negotiating with Canada. It would be John Brown is negotiating with Trudeau or whoever it is, right? And that relationship then and the ability to have that conversation or negotiation will only be as successful as the relationship between those two individuals. Is that that's a right statement? That's exactly right. So that's how we talk about it. And that's um, and so as, as we go through this podcast, when we're talking about the relationships, we want to be very, very specific that we're only talking about people, not entities. And so all the advice that we give is centered around that, that very central notion. So everything that follows from here on out is around the, the idea that relationships are people. They are not entities. Is Trudeau the right name or did I just make that up? No, you got that right. And I would love to negotiate with him. He seems like a wonderful gentleman. He, he does seem like a fine gentleman with a beautiful head of hair. Yeah, I know. I wish I, yeah. I wish Damn I had fine head of, of hair. Yeah, right. So, so what do we, what do we do then? Um, like listening is the one that always comes to mind. People always talk about listening and listening more than you talk, one mouth, two ears and all those sort of cliche things. But, but what are the things that we do then on that one-on-one basis that you're talking about that really help to build those relationships? Yeah, I think so. The, the way that we like to think about it is that, you know, building trust is taking an action and an action. And the way to think about it is your relationship with your business client is like a bank account. Uh, that's a very reductionist view. So let me explain <laughs> what I mean by that. It sounds very transactional. Like I'm gonna make it. Well, you got you got to explain tra- uh, reductionist as well. Now you see with the big words again. What that that's not a big word. That's a any. But the point being, Fred, that you know, you know it, that sounds very transactional. It sounds very cold and dry when we're talking about relationships. But it really is like a, a bank account. We're going to talk about. Um, how much you need to deposit in that bank account. But the point being that as you, as you build that bank account and you grow it, that builds trust, right? And so every account manager needs to think about their emotional bank account uh, with their client. And so, like I said, that sounds like a very uh, reductionist view of relationships, but it's really not because what you're saying is, um, you need to do things for the other person on the other side of that relationship that uh, create deposits in their emotional bank account uh, and therefore build trust. And so 
for our purposes, when we talk about deposits that, um, you know, for this podcast and for all the remaining ones, you'll hear us talk about uh, making deposits with our clients. And we want to be really specific about the meaning of what we mean by that, which is that a deposit is perception minus expectations. So something that you do that will be perceived more highly than what was already expected is in fact a deposit. So So all of that hearing it, you might say to yourself, Oh yeah, that, that makes sense. You know, that's sort of obvious. But if you think about it, it's really not because, you know, if you're an account manager today, think about how happy you were today that your company did the basic thing that it's supposed to do um, all day long. And you, and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, we, we did our job today. We did good for this client. We're, did you make a deposit? Right. So did you build, so, did you build trust just by doing the basic thing that you do? And if I put that in my own personal terms and I think about my relationship, I'm, I'm trying not to, to convolute too many things here because we've already talked about how relationships are with individuals, but you put, you put in a, an interesting scenario here, which is my company pays me every other Friday them paying me every other Friday for the work that I do and provide is not them making a, that's not building the relationship, so to speak. Like you're doing the thing that you were committed to do at the fundamental level. So you haven't gone. It's actually, it's actually, if you think about it in your example, it's a literal deposit, but it's not a figurative deposit in the, in the the metaphor that I'm using. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's exactly right, Fred. Yeah. So you're doing the thing that we expected to do. And that's what we all said, just like me showing up from nine to five, you pay me, I show up from nine to five. Right. But when I go above and beyond and bring that client in to, uh, and we sign a bigger scope of work and and now that client went from 10 million to 20 million, like then those are different things. Right. Right. Um, And, and so think about this, you know, if you're on that same Friday that you got the paycheck, if your boss called you and said, Hey Fred, I just wanted to tell you, like, you just really did a great job this week. I loved everything that you did on the X, Y, and Z project. What impact would that have on you? Would that, would that be a deposit? It sets the weekend off, right? That's for sure. Right. It's a, it's a way bigger deposit than the actual paycheck that you got. Right. Because it's perception minus expectations. You expected the paycheck. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, and you're, yeah, that's right. So that's, um, that's what a deposit is. So that's, that's very different. So one example of this might also be like if your uh, company delivers a product on time with high quality, um, you know, per the contract or whatever your contract specifies. So you deliver the, the widget to their doorstep every, every Thursday as contractually guaranteed. Is, is that a deposit? Well, particularly if it's in the contract, I would argue no, right? Yeah. So it's the, we're going to, it's, the expectation is that we're going to give you a a code drop, if you will, and it's going to have items one, two, and three in that code drop. And so that's the expectation, right? Right. But what if you're, but what if you do it every week repeatedly, absolutely perfectly 52 weeks out of the year and most companies in the industry can't uh, do that except for six months out of the year. Is that a deposit? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it starts to become one, right? What I was going right. to go with is now I'm going to deliver that code and you expect it to have items one, two, and three, but I deliver items one, two, three, plus four, five, and six. Right. And I've exceeded your expectations. Now, all of a sudden, hey man, that guy did me a solid. That's awesome. Right. Right. That's right. Now you're starting to build that relationship 
not that you want to go tit for tat, but now I'm in a better position when I need to call in that favor, whether that's a week down the road or a month down the road, I'm in a position that I can do that and I can do it comfortably with yeah. with, without the claim of you owe me one. The whole claim of, when, so when you're talking about the balance here and you're talking about making deposits, right? There's the concept we'll get into a little later, which is a, in later episodes, which is kind of about that withdrawal element of it. And when you have that positive balance and you're in a position where you can make a air quotes withdrawal, you don't do it as such, right? So, so, so going to a client with the notion that you owe me one because I exceeded your expectations is never the right approach. Yeah, that's, that's right. So we're going to talk in the next podcast about what's the appropriate ratio of deposits to withdrawals and why that is. And it's not the number that you think it is. It's not one-to-one. It's, it's a different number. So we're going to cover that. And we're also going to talk uh, quite a bit about withdrawals. Um, so, but for this particular podcast, we just wanted to make it clear that a deposit is making deposits is how you build trust with clients and deposits are, uh, perceptions minus expectations. And, and also we want to give some examples of that. I'll give you another, um, here's another example. And you could probably talk a little bit about this. What about, um, recognizing your client or saying something to your client about things that happen that are outside of work. Do you have any examples of that? In my job, I try to take um, very, very detailed notes when I'm working with my clients, i.e. the person on the other end of the phone line. Mm -hmm. And I always try to make sure that I follow up on some of those items. So, uh, you know, my kids, I have three boys and they play ball. Uh, all of them have played ball in some form or fashion. And, and it's the, the, I love talking about it. Some, I mean, I love it. It's what occupies my weekend mm-hmm. and I love it. And it's super special. And though it can be taxing at some point in time, it's going to be gone and I'll just cherish all of those moments. And so I know how important that is to me. And I always try to make sure that I keep things like that front and center when I'm working with somebody, whether it's a coworker or whether it's a client external to the organization or whoever it is, right? Hey, how was, how was little Johnny's basketball game this weekend? Oh, it was great. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and it doesn't have to be high stakes. He doesn't have to be playing for the state championship in high school. Like it can be the little local church league that they're all playing in where they grab the ball and they run around, they don't dribble and it's absolute chaos and it's pure comedy, but it's somebody's kid out there doing something. That's what occupied their weekend. And that's what they care about when they're not sitting in front of their email. That's right. I always try to make a very, very concerted effort to, hey, well, before we jump into work, how was that basketball game this weekend? That's right. We're going to talk about in a later podcast about the details that you need to know about your partner um, on the other side of the table, who is your client and um, and why that's so important. And because it's a it's a key part of making the deposits that we discussed earlier. So we're going to we're going to cover that in a lot of detail. So anyway. For today, I think we can say we've covered uh, what is job number one. Job number one is building relationships, and we do that by building trust. How do we go about building trust? We make de- emotional deposits with our clients, and what is that? It's perceptions minus expectations. We go above and beyond. We do things that the client wasn't necessarily expecting or going or something that they were expecting, 
and we do better than what they were expecting. So we make deposits and we build trust. And so with that, I think uh, we can wrap up today and we're going to continue this in the next podcast. Great. Sounds like a plan. What are we going to talk about next time? Oh, next time we're going to talk about the fun part of building and maintaining relationships. We're going to talk about withdrawals and how to manage the bank account. You owe me money. Give it to me now. (laughs) No, no, I don't think so. (laughs) All right. I'll work on my approach over the, between now and the next episode. Yeah. All right. Until next time, everybody for John Brown, this is Fred Fuller and we will talk to you in a week. 